he won't take Hi, this is Janet Gallen welcoming you to Love Letters Live. And today we've got some guests who are so special. And I'm going to introduce Tracy and Oops first. And Oops and Dr. Feldman, my little pooch, have been friends for a while. And I thought it would just be fun to talk to Tracy. Oh, no, he's not a lap dog. He doesn't want to stay on my lap. Okay. All right. <laughs> but at least, okay, if, by the way, I think if Oops barks, he'll come right back. Okay. The conversation. But I thought it would be just really fun to talk about our dogs and what we have learned. And that occurred to me when Tracy came to visit, Tracy and Oops came to visit one day, and I saw some amazing things. So can I just go to you and tell us a little bit about Oops? Like how old is she? And well, Oops is uh, 10 and three quarters. She'll be 11 years old in January. Wow. So not so different from, okay. Oh, I think they might be around the same age. Huh? They're not, they're not young, but they look young. They really do. Yes. Like you and me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> go. And, okay. um, we got oops when she was four years old. I remember she'd that. actually been a beauty pageant queen. But, oh, who's surprised? But she did not like that life. It was not good for her. Tell me about that. How did anybody know she did not like that life? Well, I think we sort of figured it out when we first met her. She was very nervous. Um, um, she's still a little bit of a little nervous, but um, I think I want, she, I want to talk about that too in a minute. Yes. Um, she, you know, she just seemed to want a stable environment, uh -huh. not being in the back of a car in a crate driving from thing to thing to thing. Oh, um, yeah. Huh. I can understand that. Well, you know, can, can we talk for a minute about her being a little nervous? Because yeah. it was part of something that I noticed when you came over, it was the first time whoops had been at my house. And of course, everything is, you know, outside now. And Feldman, Dr. Feldman, is absolutely fearless. He'll just go wag his tail up to the snarling Rottweiler and stand there until that dog comes down. And you were kind of holding, oops, you were hunkered down and you were holding, and oops was nervous and she was just trembling. New place, some other dog looking at her, who knew? And Dr. Feldman went up to her and just put his little face on her little face and first thing you knew, they were just blah, 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 each other. Yeah. And they got on well. Yes, but she got very comfortable yes. and had a whale of a time. And I have a question to ask you. I have noticed that every dog who comes into my house, the first thing that they do when they're comfortable is they go in the living room and they poop on the floor. <laughs> I think she did that, didn't she? They all do it. <laughs> yes. Oh, and. She did that and she also discovered Feldman's dog bowl. Well, <laughs> that's okay. So that's what I want to talk about. Her exceptional, hi, sweetheart. Her exceptional her name. dignity. She's such a dignified lady. And that's right. And she discovered his basket with all his things in it. And she pulled out a little toy, a little, you know, cloth donut with little sparkles. And she was in love with it. And she yeah. trotted off with it. And finally, when it came time for you to go home, you took it out of her mouth and she clearly loved it. And I said, well, let her just keep it. And you said, well, no, she has to understand that, you know, when you took it and you put it back in the basket with all the toys 
And as soon as you walked away, she went over there <laughs> and she kind of went back to the basket and took it out very stealthily and then stood up to her full height and with such dignity, like she had had a really successful day shopping, marched to the front door and right out the door with it. <laughs> she did. You did that. She did that. Yeah. And anyway, you, you did take it back. But the, one of the amazing things about whoops and how smart you are, little angel, I decided that I would just buy another one exactly like it and mail it to her from Dr. Feldman. So I did. And you got the package. And it was, a you know, I did it on a hot pink bubble wrap. And I don't know how she knew it was for her. But while Steve was opening it, she just went up there and she was wagging her little tail and she was waiting for him to open it. And you and I had put it in one of those little silk organza gift bags. Yep. Which I, China. And Anyway, she was so excited and Steve handed it to her and I'm standing back there saying to myself, to a, a, the video you sent me, I'm talking to the screen and I'm saying, no, no, open it. It's in a bag. And you didn't. And she took it over to her little bed and managed to untie it and get the thing out of the bag. Yep. It was incredible. Talk about the ways that she's the smartest. Like, how does she let you know when she needs something? I don't know. We have a communication, which I think is probably true of most people with their pets. You know, it's like you, you discover your own language with one another and they have a way of letting you know what they want when they want it. So how does she know? How does she let you know when she's hungry, for example? Oh, she'll bark. Uh-huh. Like, you know, we're usually pretty good about like getting her dinner ready at dinner hour. Yeah. Run in a little bit late. She'll go. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, <laughs> she knows you're talking. One, just a one, one bark. Like, hello, I'm here. It's dinner time. So <laughs> and I swear to God, I think she understands. I'll talk to her and I feel that she understands me. Do you feel that way with Dr. Feldman? Yes. And I also feel <laughs> that he, um, he understands me. And he absolutely disregards a lot of what I say. <laughs> Does she do that? Well, you know, dachshunds um, are, you know, I think all animals also have their own unique personalities. Like she, I think she's this really fun. I mean, dachshunds to me seem like they've got, they're really funny. They're very headstrong. Uh -huh. She's super, super stubborn and headstrong. Oh, Much also, yes. Much more so than our Maggie May. Really? Um, yeah. Maggie even, May, within the, even within the species. They're... In, yeah. Maggie May was really very easygoing. Um, this one, she's, she's less so. And she's just, you know, she's just got a strong little, you know, if, we'll, if we want her to do something, she'll only do it if she wants to do it. She uh -huh. won't do it otherwise. Yeah. Well, you know, I remember Samantha, your yeah. mama's dog. When, when your mother would go away for a couple of days and have to board her and then come back, that dog would just not talk to her. She'd just walk by. She just shunned her. Yes. For a couple of days. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yes. That's why we don't, we don't board her. We bring someone into the house. Yes. Yeah. But, but still, she doesn't take it out on you. No, that you not yet. Her. She hasn't. But I think, I think so. 
right now she knows that her poppy has gotten something from the kitchen, which is why she keeps looking. This I, <laughs> I noticed that. Yes. 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 Well, yes. Yeah, stubborn. So, so, I mean, I call, I call Dr. Feldman seductive, but the truth is he's so manipulative, not very often. Mostly it has to do with when he wants to go on a walk in a certain direction. Yes. So, um, but yes, also, what have you learned? You sent me an article once about, yeah. uh, uh, written by a woman that all that she had learned from her dog. Uh, so if you were going to say what you've learned from, oops, do you have specific things? I think... Well, I was just actually looking over the letter that I wrote to my little Maggie May, who we had for 17 and a half years. Oh, I know. Last May, as you know. Yeah. Um, That terrible 2020. Um, And I think one of the things I can speak more about, like what I what I learned from her. Uh, Things I wrote. And it was about kind of the aging process, actually. Really? Okay. She, she lived to be 17 and a half years right. old. And we had her since she was eight weeks. So we really got to see her go from a puppy to a really, really old lady. Right. And one of the things I, I, I wrote to her was I said, your sweet nature, your loving spirit, your indomitable spirit and the graceful way you accepted the losses that came with those last years. Oh, what were they? Well, she lost her sight and she also lost her hearing. Really? I never knew. Um, And, but, but she never lost her spirit, you know, even with all of that, Um, nor did she lose her love of food. So, or her sense of smell. I was going to say, yes, they have, they have that extra, right. I mean, I have no idea how they they smell an avocado. <laughs> I was wondering if avocado doesn't even smell. Well, I was wondering if dogs can smell water. Water. Huh. Because this like always knows right where to go to find a bowl of fresh water. Even if I put it in a different place. They probably can because of supposedly their scent, sense of smell is just right. Way, 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 way better. Right. Yes. But well, even you know, in all those years, Janet, to your point about like, what were the things that I learned, you know, that she took pleasure even in, in the, she, she managed to find pleasure in her daily routine, even as, you know, she lost things, but she never lost you and Steve. No, she no. had a, she had a, yes, a stability. And she, and she loved oops and oops oh, her talk about that oh it was just very very sweet i think oops came in um and maggie was 12 when we picked oops up oops was four maggie was oh, 12 wow. that's quite a quite an age difference really and maggie just had a very sweet disposition i mean you know and very easygoing and oops of course Oops was like the bossy little sister. It jumped all over her. And if Maggie was in a bed, all cuddled up, Oops would never think twice about jumping on top of her and <laughs> snuggling in. You know, who cares if she bugged Maggie May? And Maggie May put up with that. Totally put up with it. Oh, how lovely. 
Well, now we're going to be, we're just about to bring a new puppy into Oops's life. Yes. Been a little, it'll be almost a year and a half. And she is a, going to be like 13, 14 weeks. Oh, you mean it's been a year and a half since Maggie May passed? Yeah, it's been a year and a half since Maggie May passed. So we're bringing this puppy in. And I don't know if Oops is going to be as, you know, accepting of well, this okay, new let's, child. Let's talk about that later because I wanted to invite you back once you get Una into your house. Yes. So we can meet Una. You know, one of the things that I that I learned, I've never had a dog before. You grew up with them. I mean, I grew up with them too. Um, we had boxers and a German shepherd and big dogs. And for me to say that I had a dog would be really cheating because I never did anything. I didn't have to feed it. And <laughs> I noticed in retrospect, you know, it never went pee pee or poop. <laughs> any of those dogs nothing so you know I, we can't really say i had a dog yeah but someone in my family took care of my dog and so you know i just i had certain preconceived notions one of them was i thought all dogs like to play fetch mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh and i also had heard that you don't want your dog to be bored with you like they get bored you don't want that. Yeah. And so I decided, so I went out and I bought some fetch toys. And the first thing I did was, you know, I wiggled it in front of his little, and I said, look, sweetheart here. And I threw it and I said, go fetch. And he looked at the thing and he looked back at me like I was insane. Didn't go fetch. So then I put a piece of chicken, I ground it into the, you know, weave of the little fetched him. Nothing. And, um, I mean, I could throw a T-bone steak and say, go fetch, and he would not have anything to do with it. So, okay, not all dogs fetch. Right. When Juliana comes over with Fuzzles, her little dog, this I mean, tiny little thing. Oh, we were over at their house, and Juliana picked up a fetch toy and threw it for this little tiny white fluffy. And that dog just took off, just galloped across the room, you know, and grabbed the fetch toy and brought it back to Juliana. And I thought, oh, that's adorable. This one is just staring. The second time Juliana threw it, this one took off. I've never seen anything move so fast. Beat her to it, grabbed it, and brought it back. Again and again and again. However we threw it, this one just got there first. And finally, I said, you know, we threw it in such a way that Fuzzles would have to get it. So we threw it kind of close and Fuzzles got there first. We were all thrilled. This one took off after Fuzzles tipped her over rather gently and ripped it out of her mouth. I think maybe Dr. Feldman wants a brother or sister. There, well, what I learned was fetching's no fun for this one, but competition is. And winning is really fun. So the next day at home, I thought I would try it again. And I did a little fetch toy. It looked at me like I was insane. had nothing. It's the competition. Yeah. Yeah. And the play. Well, I'm willing to play. But anyway, not for, you're not a four-legged. <laughs> That's right. So I, you know, I just, I really learned something about something about that. Yeah. Yes. So can, can we talk about love letters to dogs? Yes. Or to our pets? Well, I was, well, I was kind of thinking too, before we get into that, just as you and I are having this conversation, just how enriching having an animal 
having a pet. I mean, yes. for us, it's dogs. Some people have it with cats. Some people have it with birds. Some people have it with rabbits. Horses, anything else, yeah, sure. But just that animal love yes, um, is so powerful. And it's just, you know, like I can't even imagine my life without. You've never had a life without, right? Well, I mean, you know, now as an adult, you know, right. having my own right. My own, my own, my own dogs. Right, you know, like right. The idea of coming home to a quiet house with no, no, oh, little, yes. oh, that would be really, I just, anyway, so you were saying about, I, like, I think that's true. And by the way, yes, that, that, um, the benefits, like, so he, what he wants most of all is to be outside running up and down the streets. Yeah. And, he's a walker. Oh, he loves it. And I thought, you know, 12 years, I mean, I've only had him for about what, six months. And I, I don't care for walking. I'm not a great walker. I could dance for hours. Walking is not my thing. Well, now I have to take this little creature out maybe three, four times a day because he runs upstairs and circles around me and then runs to the front door, claws on it. So I have to take him out and I know it's good for me. Yeah. Because without him, I'd be, especially during this pandemic, I'd be sitting in front of the TV eating chocolate kisses all day. Yeah. So he's been a help. So he's been healthy for you. Yeah. It's like living with a personal trainer. Well, this one, boobs, who I don't know if she's falling asleep. <laughs> See, I told you I'm not, I'm boring to them, but go ahead. Um, yeah. She is not a walker. She's a terrible walker. You mentioned that. Um, but when we were over at your house and we went walking with you guys, yes, she got with the program. She sure did. She was very excited, but she was following Feldman around. You know, I think they do have that pack behavior, don't they? Yeah. Because he doesn't bark, but if he's around other dogs who are barking, he'll bark. Yeah. yeah. Well, just like he played with fuzzles. Yeah. Fuzzles. Yeah. Right. So talk about talk about love letters to, I'm a big, as I say, a big fan of love letters to our pets. Yeah. And I know that you did write one to Maggie May. I- did I wrote a very long one? I'm not going to read it all, but no. it was it was such a um, what well, was after she passed away, right? And I don't know. Here's my love letter. Oh my her. goodness, how beautiful! Okay, that is long. And, and I think for me, it was um, it was just kind of part of the healing. Yes, you but know? there's another there's another thing when you write to pets or people who have gone from this earth. Yeah. I have found, and everyone I talk to, that when you're writing these letters, you you end up, I mean, you're sad and just bereft. You end up smiling and your breathing gets easier and you're bringing these people or pets right back into your presence. Yeah. It's not like they're gone. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, there's something too about, I think, putting words to paper for, yeah. for me. And I think for you too, because you're well, you've always, and you've always been like that. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was very cathartic. Um, and I've actually read it many times since I initially wrote it. Um, so, so I'm not exactly sure, you know, all the reasons why it's main, remained so powerful, but um, it, always, it always will. And it's also part of your personal history. Yeah. Yeah. And I still, I mean, we still keep Maggie's ashes 
um, in our family room. So, I mean, she's, and we, yeah, I mean, she's always front and center. Right. We have always, not. always will. But, you know, I wrote, I wrote a letter to um, Sissel's and Dahlia's and Andres's first dog, a little, a little Shih Tzu named Figgy. An elderly rescue. Oh, I we met Figgy. That's right. That's right. And so I just wrote this like welcome to the family letter. And the next thing I get is a photograph that Dahlia's taken of Cecil holding Figgy in her lap and reading her the letter. Oh. And that little dog is just looking up, calm and paying attention because animals know when they're being spoken to lovingly. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. You wrote Maggie May a letter too. I did. I did. Yeah. 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 It feels you know, good to do it. What? It feels good to do it. Yeah. Well, it's a way of expressing love. Right. Right. So I don't know why this is kind of coming to my mind, but as we're talking about how the power of, of our love for our animals, um, I remember when Steve and I took a trip to Venice, Venice, Italy. Mm-hmm. And we went to Peggy Guggenheim's home uh-huh. and I don't know if you, so she's turned it, it, it's been turned into a museum. She's buried there right. often to the corn, often in a really kind of serene, quiet corner of the property. And next to her is um, a big stone. Um, what do you call those, Janet? You know, with like a headstone, like a headstone. And it has all the names and it says my beloved babies oh dear it's the names of all of her dogs and the year they were born and the year that they died and she must have had 10 dogs in her lifetime and all of them are on this headstone and buried with her and i just i've never forgotten that yeah yeah It's, it's huge what what animals do for us yeah just enormous what what would you say yeah you know, it's, it's a very terrible and sad thing, by the way, when you have, you know, sometimes when you go to Muttville, <coughs> excuse me, which is where I found Dr. Feldman. Yeah. And they, so I go on their website sometimes and they have these bonded pairs and yeah. you can just see what these dogs are to each other. And, you know, there is that awful moment. I mean, Trevor and Samantha, <coughs> At your mom when Trevor died. Yeah. And I'm I'm guessing it was hard for oops when Maggie May was gone, no? No, I no, I think I mean we brought her into the room with us. You did. When uh-huh. it when the time came to, you know, yes. to have to put Maggie down. Um, yeah, we wanted her to know. Like we we wanted because I think we knew that she would know when of Maggie the absence. Well, she would, but if she was in the room, she would know that Maggie had died. She would have, she would have that sense. So it wouldn't be that she'd be back at the house searching for her. I I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I just feel that dogs have a, have sort of an intuitive sense of what death is. Yes. I've heard that. I, you know, I, since I got Dr. Feldman, of course I do all this reading now and I mean, I can't tell you how clueless I've always loved dogs and other people's dogs, you know, but I was pretty clueless as to most of what 
motivates them or how they behave. And I read that very often they do know when they're dying and they prefer oh. to be alone. Yeah. I've you heard know. that about cats, dogs too. I read that. Yeah. 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 So well, back to kind of what we were saying though, about what dogs do for us. I was, I was, I pulled something up because as you know, I love country music and I love Miranda Lambert and Miranda Lambert is a huge animal lover and animal rescue lover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she raises a lot of money for animal rescue and has had many dogs of her own. And she recently um, lost two of her dogs, uh, Jesse and Waylon. She found them both on the side of a road. Oh my goodness. In a, like a sleet storm or at a gas station or someplace. Uh, somebody just pushed them out of a car? I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know what people do. Uh, I, I, I don't know how anybody does something like that, but yeah, I mean, they left them. Oh, um, oh yeah, it says, I found Jesse and her brother Waylon on the side of a road in Oklahoma in January, 2008, in the middle of a sleet storm. They were six weeks old. Oh my goodness. Oh, the story yeah. gets worse. And she said, my mom was in the truck with me and we were listening to the I am Jesse Coulter album. Well, Jesse Coulter was married to Waylon Jennings and that's how they got their names, Jesse. And oh, Waylon. I see. Okay. Anyway, she goes on to talk about just how amazing these pets have been to, to her in her life. And she said, there are two quotes kind of to the point of what we were talking about, what dogs mean to us. It says, I can't put into words what a dog's love does to a heart. And then she said, dogs change your life. The bond is something that can't be described unless you've lived it. And yeah. I think it's true. And how fiercely protective you get of your dog. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yes. And they have you. Yes, that too. That's right. You know, we've we've had a little problem in San Francisco, two problems. One is coyotes everywhere and the other is raccoons everywhere. Wow. Lots of places. So Feldman is not a barker. He just he doesn't bark. If if he hears fuzzles even on a video barking, he starts barking and he runs to the front door clawing at it. Yes. And um, actually, I, I played the video of your mom and Una and Una started off with a little bark. Uh-huh. And this one went nuts. I didn't know if she she felt maybe that it was oops. Anyway, she ran to the front door. But ordinarily, she does not bark. So the other night, that protective thing, the other night, 1230 midnight, dark out, I'm asleep, barking ferociously. And I thought, okay, he wants to go potty because a couple of times, although I'll tell you, he will not go in my front yard. He won't in that little, that little section. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Will not potty out there. Will not go anywhere on our whole block. He will not soil his own nest. Go a, a block down and turn left and be on some other street altogether. And then he finds a bed of leaves and he goes anyway. But I thought, you know, maybe he's desperate. I wasn't going to take him for a walk at 1230 at night. I know. I was going to say, do you do that? Do you, do you walk? Okay. And it's never come up this problem, but anyway, so I open the door and he runs out to the little grassy area 
And he starts sniffing around and sniffing. And I keep saying, okay, sit and do it. And let's go back to, no, smelling around down the side of the house on all areas, these little tiny little walkways, smelling and going nuts. And finally just runs back in the house upstairs to his bed. Okay. An hour later, again, ferocious barking, same routine. Anyway, four, four more times that night, I was exhausted and I don't get it. Andres said he probably smelled raccoons or heard them. Yeah. And I thought that's probably true. They've been on the block, you know, tearing up lawns, either them or coyotes. But what occurred to me was this is 11 and a half pounds of all male and how this, this fellow was willing to take on a herd of raccoons <laughs> in the middle of the night. It just really stunned me that, that protective. Yes. They don't know they're little. No, right. no, they don't. So does she know when she's been groomed and does she have a sense of looking pretty? Well, as a pageant queen, she must have had some. Yeah, I mean, hard to say if 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 this is exactly what she's feeling or if it's just me putting my own because I love clean. Yeah. So whenever, <laughs> so whenever she showered, when you know, when I give her a bath, I give her a bath in in, in the sink. Yeah. Um, and, and then I, you know, I clean her ears and I clean her eyes, and I feel like she's happy. Like, and then I put fresh, clean blankets out. So I do, I feel like she feels. Well, animals do groom. Animals have a sense of vanity. Yes. So I I would say she likes being clean. Yes. I think, and and this one loves it when I, you know, sometimes when it's very cold, I mean, really bitter cold out there, like, you know, high winds and well, for California, bitter cold. I mean, I'm not speaking for St. Petersburg. Right, right. Yes. We're wimps <laughs> in California, but right. yeah. And I'll put a sweater on him and yeah. he just puffs up with pride. He knows when he looks good. <laughs> well, you you have been a good customer for Amazon since Dr. Feldman came into your life. I know. I know. Well, because God bless them. Clothing, leashes, dog food, fetch toys. I have... I'm embarrassed to tell you how many I have bought and they're all useless. Yeah. I've mentioned, but, um, but I think we should make a plug for small independent. Go ahead. Pet, pet stores too. Yes. I mean, not just Amazon also Petco and Chewy. Well, Oh, Chewy and Stella. What? Oh, Chewy and Stella is a dog food that he just loves. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I mean, Chewy, oh, is, Chewy that, yes, is yes. a website. You can also go, buy online at, Petco. And then there's just like the smaller independent. Do they do well where you are? Yeah. Well, there's like a, there's a fabulous one. Um, and I'm blanking on the name of it down near where my mom lives. And I just went in there and spent a oh, couple yeah. bucks on stuff for Una. And I'm about to call her when we get off the phone. Cause I, I, I got this, uh, uh, I don't know, like this thing where I can put Carrie. Like a, yeah, it's like a sling, but it's all cozy and soft and I can put her in that right? and walk with her. Yeah. I I mean, I have, I have about four or five beds, doggy beds for guests. Yes. Well, you know, so there is a wonderful place called Bow Mow Meow. 
oh. near me on Polk Street. Yeah. Wonderful. And I take I take him there for grooming. Uh-huh. And I thought, I mean, I've bathed the first time I bathed him in the sink. Oh, my goodness. I thought he was going to get a lawyer and serve me with papers. I can't tell you how much he hated. He was trying to claw his way out of the sink and he hated it. Well, the next time I did it, he was a little better. Now he just puts up with it with this very brave look and he just puts up. But I took him to bow out meow, Uh dropped him off. And I thought he's going to make them miserable. They're going to make him miserable. He's going to hate it. And the first thing I did was I forked him over to Amy, whose shop it is with her brother. And he just settled right down on her beautiful chest. He just cuddled right into her. I picked him up a few hours later and I thought he's gonna be a quivering mass of trauma. And he came out just kind of marching out with his little tail up and wagging. And he was so happy. He was so happy there when they bathed him. And he, so, you know, I finally, I took him and we got almost all the way to the car a couple blocks away and he gave a yank on the leash and dragged me back down the street and around the corner back into Bow Wow Meow and walked right up to the same fellow who brought him to me. He wouldn't leave. (sighs) Go figure. So now you now that's that's his now he has a regular appointment there. That's his what will I get him groomed, you know, that's yes. So I'm learning every day, and I guess you are too. You always will. Yeah. Yes. Will you yeah. come back? I want to thank you for doing this. But yeah, pick up your beautiful little head, sweetheart. Come oh, here. Are you asleep? I'm just wondering if we can here. Will you come? Will you just come tell tell oops goodbye? Bye, Dr. Feldman. It's so good to see you. Say bye, darling. Thank you. Thank you, Janet. Thank you for inviting me to join you on this. Thank you for saying yes, which is my favorite word in the English language. And um, will you come back when when Una moves in? Yes, of course. And I hope you'll come visit for a playtime too. Yes. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay. Bye, darling. So just until next time, this is Janet Gallen saying goodbye from Love Letters Live. And um, we'll see Tracy again. Bye, sweetheart. Bye.